From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Hello there, you've tuned the WIA National News Service for week commencing March 13, 2016. The Australian Communications and Media Authority, the ACMA, held its Spectrum Management Conference, Redcoms 2016, over last Wednesday and Thursday, and in attendance, your WIA. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. I attended the Wednesday sessions on behalf of the WIA. President Phil Waite, VK2ASD, attended Thursday's sessions. The ACMA's RADCOMS events have been annual, except that they skipped last year because of the disruption of the government's Spectrum Review Program and preparation for the World Radio Communications Conference in November. We have to agree that they had a reasonable excuse this time. The title for RADCOMS 2016 was Discovery, Disruption and Demand, with the theme focusing on Enabling Innovation. Speakers regaled the audience with presentations covering topics from the relentless growth of mobile broadband to superfast broadband and its applications, from driverless vehicles to the new generation of satellites, from the fast approaching introduction of 5G and the Internet of Things, plus more. The keynote address from the Secretary General of the ITU, Mr. Hulin Zhao, revealed some insights into the world of international regulation. These days, the ITU is not just about countries working out rules for spectrum management. Large global companies such as Amazon, Facebook and Google are joining the ITU because they have interests in the issues that engage the ITU. Issues of spectrum allocation and management are related to their businesses. These major companies have a listed worth greater than the economies of many country members of the ITU. It comes as no surprise that mobile broadband is seeking ever more spectrum, with figures quoted that globally some 2,000 megahertz more spectrum for mobile broadband alone will be needed by 2020, now less than four years away. The Australian Mobile Telecommunications Association, AMTA, sees the key policy issue for the government as minimising the regulatory burden. They're not the only stakeholders with that view. The broadcast and satellite industry sectors agree. On the government's spectrum review currently underway, AMTA sees five issues as most important for a new Radio Communications Act, these being transparency, efficiency, flexibility, certainty and simplicity. Delivering internet services everywhere, anytime, on demand is driving growth in demand for spectrum. Satellites will begin to play a larger role in delivering internet services. Think being able to use your smartphone or tablet on national and international aircraft flights, not only for phone calls and checking emails, but viewing TV shows and movies and other entertainment, not to mention cruise liners. Applications for small satellites on low Earth orbits are emerging as enablers of innovative applications for Internet services. The assembled throng listened, spellbound and enchanted, to an enthusiastic presentation from Dr Craig Benson of... UNSW Canberra, who's engaged in this field working on satellite services for the Internet of Things. 
As many listeners know, amateurs pioneered small low-Earth orbit satellites since the Oscars of the 1960s and 70s. The development of CubeSats and PicoSats has been driven by the amateur radio community worldwide. Dr Benson acknowledged this history and touched on how it impacted this developing line of research and innovation. Talking to Dr Benson later, he told me that he recently completed a foundation licence course, closely followed by succeeding in gaining his advanced licence. CubeSats are being considered as platforms for wide-ranging applications from earth imaging to Internet of Things applications in remote areas, tracking cattle or wildlife, for example, to ionospheric sensing and monitoring, space weather. These are just a few highlights from the first day of Redcom's 2016. I'll leave you with a quote from one of the speakers who commented on the government's spectrum review. The old ways of composing rules are finished. For those interested, material about RADCOMS 2016 can be found on the ACMA website homepage. This has been WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Each week across Australia and the world, the WIA News Service is heard by hands everywhere. In VK5, you can hear the WIA broadcast on Sunday morning at 9am Central Standard Time on 10 metres on 28515 Upper Sideband. I'm Jeff, VK5HEL. WIA Board Talk, a specially designed WIA logo, is available for use on WIA-affiliated club websites. This WIA logo is the copyright corporate logo of the Wireless Institute of Australia. Use of the logo in any form of printed electronic or online medium requires the written permission of the WIA Board. Other uses of the WIA logo by individuals, clubs or commercial organisations may be possible. The WIA does grant pre-approval for use of the special WIA-affiliated club logo on the homepage of WIA-affiliated club websites. Earlier, members were given conditional pre-approval to use the WIA logo on their QSL cards. Both the WIA-affiliated club logo, only for club websites, and the member WIA logo for QSL cards, along with their individual use conditions, may be found on wia.org.au Memnet now even more user-friendly. It seems to get more user-friendly with every time we're asked to remind you about it. The WIA's online membership management system, Memnet, was again updated to reflect the experience from members since it was introduced in 2014. Registered Memnet users can receive news, information, download the monthly digital edition of Amateur Radio magazine, participate in WIA awards program, and now more. The WIA has received some useful feedback and observations through the Office System Review, which led to a software enhancement to make Memnet even more efficient. Improvements such as allowing members the choice of login using either their call sign or membership number have been tested and are now available for you. Now here's a reminder that financial WIA members should have received printed material for the WIA board elections. Most will get the candidate statements, ballot papers, envelopes and voting information as an enclosure with the March edition of Amateur Radio magazine. Those who have family membership or are non-AR members will have received the same material through Australia Post. Vote by return post in the envelope supplied as soon as possible to avoid any delay caused by Australia Post. And if you haven't received them, contact WIA office. Voting closes March 26. What use is an F-call?
When was the last time you went online and downloaded a copy of the LCD? Do you even know where to find it? Do you know when it was last changed and what changes it contained? If the answer is, I have a copy from 2005 when they introduced the Foundation license, you have a problem. In aviation, there is an assumption that the conditions under which you're flying today are different from what they were yesterday, and that tomorrow they'll be different again. There are processes for keeping up to date, notification services, subscriptions and the like. In amateur radio, there is an assumption that the conditions under which you're operating don't change much at all. The truth is that your amateur radio license conditions are a living thing. Conditions change regularly, and sometimes in more ways than you expect. So, get yourself a copy of the LCD, make sure you read and understand it, and look for little snakes in the grass that might significantly impact the operation of your station. Tip for new players? In your favourite word processor, you can open the current version of a document and compare it with the previous version using the Compare Document feature. Amono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Many of us would have operated handgear manufactured by MFJ. Now, the early days of MFJ will be the topic at the 31st annual Dayton DX dinner, as the speaker will be MFJ founder Martin Jew, Kilo 5 Fox Lima United. Held in conjunction with the 2016 Dayton Hamvention, the dinner sponsored by the Southwest Ohio DX Association will be on Friday the 20th of May at the Marriott Hotel in Dayton. Belgium gets WRC 15 5 MHz allocation and 4 metre extension. The Belgian Telecoms Regulator, IBPT, has issued a decision permitting access to the new WRC 15 60 metre allocation, this all for Belgian Class A amateurs. The allocation is from 5351.5 to 5366.5 kHz on a secondary basis with a maximum power of 15 watt CIRP. All modes are permitted. Belgian amateurs also now have wider access to a band we hear in VK, IOF, 4 metres. The band 70.1125 to 70.4125 MHz has now been made available with a maximum power from the transmitter output of 50 watts. Secondary status with all modes available. One for the books, the code books no less. The Milton Keynes Amateur Radio Society, MKARS, will celebrate 100 years since Alan Turing's birth with a series of special events using the specially issued Notice of Variation, NOV callsign Golf Bravo 2 Alpha Mike Tango, Alan Matheson Turing. On the 16th and 17th of June, MKARS will be receiving multiple Enigma transmissions using Morse code from the GCHQ's tent at the Cheltenham Science Festival, transmitting the callsign Golf Bravo 5 Alpha Mike Tango, and will be receiving this particular transmission using the Golf Bravo 2 Bravo Papa callsign. What's unique is that GB5AMT can only transmit directly to GB2BP, However, they will confirm receipt of transmission to GB5CSF, which is the call sign of the Cheltenham Science Festival. This is probably the first time Ofcom has granted permission for an encrypted transmission on the amateur radio bands.
in use at least two to three receiving stations in order to more closely imitate reception conditions as they were during the war. The messages received by each station will then be compared and collated at a central point and then fed into the bomb machine at Block B at Bletchley Park. On the 23rd and 24th of June, they will be operating using the Golf Bravo 2 Alpha Mike Tango callsign. On the 30th of June and 1st of July, using standard Golf Bravo 2 Bravo Papa callsign. On the other side of the Atlantic, this year's Armed Forces Day Cross Band Communication Test on Saturday, May 14, will include a significant new wrinkle. Select military stations will be using 60-metre interoperability channels to communicate directly with amateur radio stations on the band. PSK will be used to send the Secretary of Defence Armed Forces Day message. New ARRL President happy to be a part of exciting times for amateur radio. Over his term, President Roderick said his emphasis will be on implementing the five-year strategic plan that the ARRL Board of Directors adopted at its annual meeting in mid-January. Roderick said the plan will help grow and advance amateur radio and make the league stronger and more responsive to members. President Roderick, 63, is the ARRL's 16th president, succeeding Kay Craigie, November 3 Kilo November, who served three terms as the league's president. An ARRL life member, he has been a radio amateur for 48 years and lives in Little Rock. Ham Radio Movie gets TV pilot. The hottest thing on TV these days might just turn out to be radio. Ham Radio to be exact. Just as TV's last man standing has given viewers a sampling of what goes on inside a ham shack, the CW Network has announced it plans a pilot for the 2000 movie Frequency from New Line Cinema. In that sci-fi thriller, the son of a deceased New York City firefighter makes radio contact with his dad over the father's old ham radio equipment after an aurora borealis alters band conditions across time. The TV pilot recasts things with a new twist. It follows a female detective who uses her ham radio to communicate with her detective father, who died 20 years earlier. If all goes well, the producers may end up being more concerned about RSTs than Nielsen's. new app has been written for the Apple Watch that lets users compose SMS text messages using Morse code. The app was written by Patrick Laurent a cognitive scientist working at the Brain Corporation in San Diego. So far, the app does not appear to be available for download, but a screenshot has online suggests, uh, seen online suggests its working title is, open quotes, P-A-K-L-M-O-R-S-E-2, close quotes. There is no word yet on whether it can be interlaced with any amateur radio equipment. However, it may point the way for a future possibility. These stories from the RSGB and Amateur Radio Newsline. I'm editor Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT, and you're listening to VK1WIA. Operational News on Felix, VK4FUQ2016. March 12 and 13, RSGB Commonwealth Contest. All aboard the Sydney Ferries VHF UHF Contest, Sunday, March 13. WIA John Moyle Field Day, 1920 March 2016. One contest believes many of these social media clickerati should get on their radios during this month's John Moyle Field Day and hopes they may be bitten by other contests too. Trent Sampson VK4TS says it's time to find the power button on the radio and turn it into the on position. He dares those on social media to show their dexterity by turning on the radio. With tongue-in-cheek, TS says these radios usually have an instruction manual in the top drawer. 
Reading it will unleash amazing features. You can actually hear people talking and can actually talk back to them. With more, here is Condes Manager for the Moyle, Dennis VK4AE. No doubt you will have collected up all the stuff that you used last year, packed everything neatly away, labelled everything so that it will be easier this time. Further, you might have made a careful list of everything involved and filed it away safely too. Then again, maybe you didn't. You should make sure that everything is in order and operating and all the little bits and pieces that are needed to put your station onto the airwaves are all in the desired place. Nothing worse than to arrive at your chosen spot only to find you have forgotten to pack the piece of cable that's installed between the set and some other piece of gear. Make sure that the location you have chosen is still accessible after the summer onslaught from flood and bushfire and that the roads into the place have not been closed in the interests of public safety and that all the trees that were so useful to string aerials and tent ropes in the past are still in the good condition and safe to be around. Seven threes, Dennis, VK4AE. The John Moyle Field Hour, March 19 and 20, is a great event on the Australian ham radio calendar. You can enter for all of the 24 hours or a shortened six-hour stint or, heaven forbid, just enjoy yourself making contacts. Give the bands, any bands, a real rattle in the John Moyle Field Day. The rules of the contest are on wia.org.au. Special event stations, DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice. Sunshine Coast Repeater, Relocation. The 2 meter repeater at Mullaney on 146.850 and the 23 centimeter repeater have been moved up the hill and are now a little higher in the air. This has been made possible with the help of Brisbane Wyson and the club appreciates this greatly. We have had a number of signal reports from far and wide and overall there has been improvements. This is Gordon, VK4VP. Now let's look at some special calls and DX stations. As of the 29th of February, the RSGB has taken over responsibility for administering and distributing special contest call signs on behalf of Ofcom. The criteria for the issuing of an SCC have also been reduced. Full details in an application form are available from rsgb.org forward slash SCC. Coming up at the end of March is an opportunity to work the six most wanted DXCC entity. Juan de Nova, a small island located between Mozambique and Madagascar, last activated in 2003. FT4JA starts on March 29. Martin is back in Afghanistan with the NATO-led ISAF mission. He is using his T6SM callsign from Cape Marmel until the end of March. QSL to his DL3 ASM home call. 4S7KKG from Murugala, Sri Lanka. IOTA reference AS003 until the 3rd of April. Mainly in CW and digital modes with operation on 20 to 10 metres. QSL via DC0KK via the Bureau. IOTA AS202. Members of the Bahrain Amateur Radio Group will be active as A91HI from Hawa Island between April the 28th and May the 1st. QSL via A92AA. Dog Island is IOTA reference NA085 and Bruce K5TEN will once again be active from Dog between May the 14th and 21st. Activity will be on 86 metres using CWSSB and possibly RITI, PSK31 and JT65A. QSL virus home callsign, direct or by the Bureau. LX1AM, a special callsign in Luxembourg, is being activated through June to mark the 95th anniversary of His Royal Highness the Grand Duke Jean of Luxembourg. Luxembourg Amateur Radio Union will be working LX1AM on single sideband and as LX1EA and LX3X in digital modes. 
There is a special QSL card that will be sent via the Bureau. Malta, 9H. QRV is 9H3 DJ until June the 1st while on a business trip. Activities in his spare time using mostly SSB on 17 metres. QSL to home call K0MDJ. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Let's have a look at Media Watch and Radio Waves now available. The latest edition of the ARRL publication Radio Waves is available for free download. The winter 2016 edition of ARRL's Radio Waves newsletter, aimed at amateur radio licence instructors and radio science educators, includes exploring complex concepts through electronic kit building, two schools experience RS Impact and youth nets. Relay of WIA national news on six metres. Listeners may have noticed recently that the WIA national and VK7 regional news broadcasts can be heard on a new 6 metre repeat of VK7 RVP 53.95 located on St Valentine's Peak. We picked this up in the VK7 WI news that Dion VK7DB is asking you to take a listen for the excellent coverage this repeater provides. Now, we'd also like to ask Dion to provide the check-ins, and as with all rebroadcasters who may not have done so yet, we've only been broadcasting for a little while, do the news crew the courtesy of checking in yourselves to the emailer on wiabroadcasters at yahoogroups.com. We seem to pick up a few broadcasters without knowing, and also lose some throughout the year, such as Cairns, and thanks John VK4JKL for the many years you've operated. So it's probably about time everybody check the Where Do You Hear Us page on wia.org.au. Broadcast monitoring shortwave and scanner news, remote control shortwave receiver. On this webpage, you can listen to and control a shortwave receiver located at the Amateur Radio Club, ETGD, at the University of Twente. In contrast to other web-controlled receivers, this receiver can be tuned by multiple users simultaneously, thanks to the use of software-defined radio. This site, which in 2008 was the very first web SDR site ever, was reactivated again in July 2012 after an interruption of more than one and a half years. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Wyson, New South Wales is supporting a series of Alzheimer's Australia memory walk and jog events. These are fairly short events, ideal for new members. The Western Sydney event is today, Sunday the 13th at Penrith. Port Macquarie's walk is on April 3, and the event over the Bay Run at Dremoyne in inner Western Sydney is the 1st of May. Albury Wodonga's event with the 10km run option crossing from Wodonga to Albury and back is on May 22. The Hunter event will be on May 29. If you can assist, please contact Wyson New South Wales Operations via the contact form on their website. For WIA National News, this is Julian VK2YJS. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Digital. Radioinfo.com.au are reporting on a revolutionary audio codec which is said to deliver quality at much lower bit rates. 
This new audio codec will dramatically reduce the cost of audio streaming on the web, on mobile phones and improve audio encoding for digital radio. The not-for-profit organisation Fraunhofer's Alex Zink explains the details of the innovation at the Digital Broadcasting Symposium to be held in Malaysia early March. The new MPEG encoding, called XHEAC, is the latest upgrade to the AAC family of audio compression algorithms pioneered by Fraunhofer. It provides extended high-efficiency, or XHE, encoding of the AAC compression, which explains the acronym. Imagine your old MP3 audio at 128 kilobits per second now cut the bitrate in half, but achieve the same quality. The backwards-compatible coding delivers good quality audio at bitrates as low as 16 kilobits per second. 4.5G Australian trials are faster than you think. Optus and equipment vendor Huawei have completed a live trial of 4.5G wireless networking technology, achieving peak data rates of 1.23 gigabits over the air in live network conditions. Huawei is developing 4.5G technology as a stopgap between 4G and 5G. VK7WIA News said that during a field trial in Newcastle, the company also achieved download speeds of 1.41 gigabits in a cabled scenario. The tests involve combining technologies including carrier aggregation, which involves combining spectrum from multiple frequency bands and 4x4 multiple input, multiple output. The next evolution of the technology involving using multiple antennas to transmit and receive wireless data. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Ham Radio STM Sat 1 CubeSat on CBS. The CBS This Morning show reports an amateur radio SSTV satellite built by elementary students which has been deployed in space in the coming days. Astronauts on the International Space Station have conducted hundreds of experiments and launched many satellites, but now they are set to deploy a satellite that elementary aid students at a school in Virginia built. Their satellite hitched a ride on a NASA rocket late last year and it'll be released into space in the next few days. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Internet, the Ham's Domain. Internet Hall of Famer Ray Tomlinson has died. Tomlinson was the man who basically invented email as we know it today, including making the choice to use the at symbol in the email address. He was 75. Tomlinson invented email, a system where a user on one network could send a message to someone else on another network, and he did that in 1971. He proceeded to win many awards over his lifetime for email, but he couldn't say what the first email that was ever sent actually said. When asked about it in an interview with the New York Times in 2009, Tomlinson explained, I sent a number of test messages to myself from one machine to another, The test messages were entirely forgettable and I have therefore forgotten them. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amity Young Timers Students Introduced to Ham Radio 64 students along with their professors of 3rd year BE ECE Department of Matrusi Engineering College in Hyberdad made a field visit to the National Institute of Amateur Radio in IAR on March 5th. 
Participants were introduced to the concepts of voice and data modes of amateur radio communications with the help of video, film, PowerPoint, live demos on HF, VHF, UHF, Pactor and Morse code. They also visited the Amateur Radio Museum located in the campus. Worldwide special interest groups VHF and above, the plumber's delight, terahertz transmitter developed, a transmitter for the submillimeter wave spectrum in a silicon CMOS integrated circuit has been revealed. The Institute of Information and Communications Technology, Japan's Hiroshima University and the Panasonic Corporation claim it could mean data rates 10 times higher than current technology. The frequency, 275 GHz to 305 GHz, is between the infrared and microwave and higher than those used in the millimetre wave spectrum, but have a much wider bandwidth. This frequency is unallocated and will be discussed at the World Radio Communication Conference in 2019 and has some interest shown from the International Amateur Radio Union. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. A rewinding we go, Popular Science magazine. Both Popular Mechanics and Popular Science were the staple diet as far as reading went for many a baby boomer. So, Popular, pardon the pun... Often, you had to pre-book them even at the local council libraries here in Australia. Now, Popular Science magazine has partnered with Google to offer their entire 140-year archive for free browsing. It includes some amateur radio-related articles as well. Popular Science magazine archives. As with all stories in this audio edition of WIA National News, you'll find web addresses when you read the text edition, best read at wia.org.au. As we wrap up this edition of WIA National News, a look at the social scene 2016 and the EMDRC wish to thank their volunteers, traders and visitors for a fantastic and successful ham fest a few weeks back. The 2017 event will be held Sunday 26th of March at the Great Ryrie Primary School in Heathmont and they sure look forward to seeing you then. So, March this year, March 19 and 20, VK7's Meet the Voice weekend at Ross. April 10 in VK3, Durban Park for the ARDF Day. April 17 in VK6, Hargfest at Les Murdy, open to the public from 10am. April 30 in VK6, Perth Tech and April 29 to May 2nd in VK4, it's the Clareview Gathering. Check the Mackay Amateur Radio Society's website. Now until next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.